Hi, friends of the internet. Welcome back to another episode of Fake Nerds Watch. We're, we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back, friends. I got my friend Pi here. I got my friend Sparks here. And we're back to talk about The Last of Us Episode 3. Another action-packed, you know, a balls-to-the-wall mayhem episode full of Joel and Ellie mayhem. Uh, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. There's not much Joel and Ellie. Oh, excuse me. This is an entire bottle episode about other characters. Oh, excuse me. It's one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen in my life. Oh, thank you. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Hey, uh, so I'm Ryan, and we're here to talk about episode three, long, long time. Uh, uh, seminal, I would say, television episode. I think it's incredible. Spoiler alert. Um, what do you guys think about it early on? Because this is, we knew what we were getting, and we speculated last week that it would go the route of the video game. And this is not at all what I don't think any of us could have expected. No. My prediction was so wrong. Episode three. <laughs> I... <laughs> hey, we, got, we, got, we got to the car. We got to the car. That happens. There are some really good parallels in this, but I'm going to let you guys talk it out first before I espouse my stuff. Sure. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that I expected a lot of development of the relationship because we knew we were getting frank mm -hmm. but i didn't necessarily expect everything that we got in the episode mm -hmm. after a certain point i'll admit because i didn't see it the night it came out like just knowing that the discourse was happening i was like okay well i i have a vague idea i would call it discourse i would just say excitement people talking discourse usually has a bad bad connotation usually mm. Not generally sure. when in, in in our space it does. I, uh, okay, I guess so. That's not what the word means. <laughs> no, okay. I know. No, I okay. know. I know. Um, the conversations that yeah. were happening led me to kind of go, all right, I think I have a rough idea of getting a yeah. different kind of thing here. Yeah. Um, and he, even early on, like, because uh, uh, journalists, you know, and, and, and internet people, like, they got a bunch of screeners like, oh, the yeah, whole yeah, season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone was saying, like, oh, get ready for season three or episode three. It's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a really, really good, it's a really good almost hour, another hour and a half episode, uh, of TV with, you know, uh, again, in this apocalypse show, uh, not much, not much apocalypse. If anything, this just felt like a nor like a normal life almost, um, just unfolding in front of us over almost like 15 years or longer, like, yeah, like 15 years. Um, Carved yeah, so by, uh, uh, you, you know, you play the game and you know, like the relationship stuff was there, but like. Uh, this is definitely a big departure. So, like, what what were your initial thoughts like watching the episode and like how it was going on? Like, how like I know you were into it, but like, what were you feeling? Like you said, biggest departure from the source material. But like they said in the uh, in the wrap of, if they had a chance to tell a better story, they would take that chance. Mm -hmm. And this was the better story. Yeah. And 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 goes to show that this show is going to be something setting itself apart from the games, whereas the games, it's the last of us, but it's more like the last of these two looking for, you know, scraps and rags. And then this show is focusing on the us aspect of it. And I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think. Hmm. I'm trying to think of how I want. Can we can we just talk about Joel and Ellie's section first? Yeah, 
yes um, before, the bird, before they get there before they get there the the, the whole uh post testing because i think there's still some some cool stuff in there oh you um, mean like a very big oh gotcha yeah, yeah i think i yeah. think like one of the sharpest writing moments in the episode is actually with joel and ellie which i think is ellie's um interaction with joel where uh she says i've been thinking he's like i don't want to hear your sorries mm. she says i'm not going to say i'm sorry and uh lays out like you know you made a choice and we all made choices and don't act like you making these choices makes the test dying my fault yeah don't blame me for this right yeah like the, i like my circumstances don't don't equate to this yeah she made a choice you made a choice here we are especially because like of the two she definitely liked tess a lot more so like she's like hey i also like you know i didn't know her but like i like i'm also in the situation too so like you know can we meet can we meet in the middle you know instead of like you blaming things for me i do think that's one of the more this feels a little more to me i'm not complaining about it but it feels a little more to me like an ellie from later in this game but not necessarily at this point in time in the game comparatively mm -hmm. she's a slightly more mature able to deliver a ideology like that succinctly and i don't think that's quite who we meet in the beginning of the game sure i don't mind this change yeah but i do like I, at all i think this is actually very sharp and yeah. smart I, it shows that she's like that like she's she's she might be young but she like she knows how to stand up for herself right and she understands what like she understands loss in a way that other people don't yeah. in the world she's um, grown up with nothing but this would and like grown up with the sense of like death means something different mm -hmm. and and like especially putting, to her <laughs> and putting yourself at risk and all that means something different for ellie yeah um mm -hmm. than it does to joel she doesn't know a world before this was common mm -hmm. um and i think that was a really you know succinct way of getting to don't don't i'm not gonna be here to be the person who you passive aggressively are mad about yeah, this yeah. whole situation for the rest of the time like that's not that's not gonna fly yeah i don't want this whole journey to be to be nonsense like to be i'm a upset sickering. like she as a character is upset that tess is gone and it is also not her burden to carry like blaming herself or questioning her own responsibility for it because she has none absolutely um and it's not it's even joel's fault either sorry what did you say Pi? it's not even joel's fault either no, no, it's not. And, right. And like, I think she lays that out pretty well with like, you made a choice and implied she made a choice. You were after something. This was the deal. It went bad, but that's not my fault. Yeah. And it's, it's, but like, I think this episode does point pretty succinctly that regardless of like, if it's true or not, that it's not Joel's fault. Joel thinks it's his fault. Oh yeah. He, yeah. Like Joel's, Joel's going to internalize it and make it his fault. Because oh, yeah. he considers it a failure. And we'll get to that at the end because that's very clear with, with what happens at the end with the bookend. But oh, I just yeah. I thought that, that 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 kind of writing moment is again like another part where like they're really trying to zig away from like I think tropes that come up a lot in these kind of scenarios, especially in like post-apocalyptic kind of scenarios where someone's been lost like this, where you'll have that kind of like blaming someone oh, yeah. else for taking it out. On the, like and like we're we're nipping that real quick. Yeah. I thought that was really Yeah, cool. it just yeah, you're right. It is it is smart writing. Yeah, yeah. I um, love the scavenging scene because again I'm just like that's 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 just what we do in the game, baby. <laughs> We're just did, doing game stuff again. Did y'all catch the sound? <laughs> which 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 sound? Remind me. I, I'm well, sure I heard it. When Joel's looking for his little stash, you get to hear the scrap metal pickup. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's awesome. The jingle jangle. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's man, and that's that is so silly too. Uh, but that's like <laughs> that is a, a true to game thing, and I love 
uh, that it's been years and he can't remember where he stashed it, uh, which is, <laughs> I don't remember where I leave Zeroing in on it. Like, <laughs> zeroing <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh no. ellie going uh, down a down a basement that you're so brave you're so brave i i like this detail some people online have been pointing out that this ellie feels like she's being written to be too mature or in charge of herself you know and like just has complete disregard for other people but the, i don't think they're picking up on the nuance that this ellie is still a kid is still going to do childish things that seem brash and, you know, not normal. And and I think also I think she might feel a little more confident with Joel around. Like like, oh, like she 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 knows that he'll say that he'll protect her. Uh-huh. And also and like you know like she's lived this apocalypse so she's used to like probably looking around for shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, and it's not like she she's, she's curious. Senseless. Yeah. No, she, she's, she, yeah, no, not, definitely not defenseless, trained by Fedra, yep. you know, and whatever her parent, or I'm going to assume parent, <clears throat> as we'll later figure out later in the show. Trailers told us that, that's not spoilers. Right. And um, her, her fascination now with the infected being so up close and personal, especially with an in-game uh, occurrence that, you know, can influence that curiosity too. Right. I I don't think that Ellie is too mature in the writing. I think that they are factoring in again, like what I said before, this is an Ellie. I think they're just thinking about more for the medium that this is a her concept of how she looks at dead bodies, infected bodies, um, loss. It's all going to be a little bit different. Um, and I do think I it's do, a little more normalized. I do think between this and I, I don't think that this is reaching. I think that they've made it pretty clear in their in the podcast companion when they talk about Ellie that they are laying foundational building blocks that didn't exist in part one because they know who Ellie is in part two. Yeah. And they're wanting to build to that idea. Um, and I do think that this scene is serving that purpose, just like the one where she got all. They, they literally they literally use the word that ellie got activated yeah that's watching joel do that that's what they said in the companion that's podcast like, that's, that's how they're thinking about it yeah. so like I, it's not a stretch to say that that's what they're trying to build into the show is who ellie will eventually become because of yeah. this um so i think that's all fine uh i think it, it only feels so different from the game because in the game ellie cannot um She's developed. I don't mean to say she's not developed, but she can't be fully developed in the original Last of Us because that game remains entirely in Joel's perspective. Not talking about the DLC and not talking about part two. Yeah. Um, except for the section where it isn't. Um, but even then, like that's that's uh so focused on like the survival of the moment, not so much about things like this. Uh like you don't get a cutscene where you are following Ellie into another room yeah, and yeah. staying with her while she goes through something uh, at, also, at any point that isn't the section that I know that we're not going to say too much about because we're not doing video game spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get to like, yeah, to go off that. Yeah. I think they were in, in the game. They're definitely, they were trying to keep her more, more like a kid. Like you are protecting a kid throughout this entire journey. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, and you, you said it, you said it perfectly. Like they are, they are building 
So when you get to Last of Us 2, it's, it doesn't, not that it comes out of nowhere, but it, it feels a, a natural, absolutely natural of going from season one to season two, like, oh, it was there from the get-go. Like, they don't have to retroactively in, like, flashbacks and cutscenes and stuff, like, build upon that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll say this without being very spoilery. There's a section of the original game where Ellie has to kind of take the lead in terms of survival. And when that happens, um, you see all of the like need for violence action and all that kind of stuff put upon her. And I do think that a video game audience is more willing to go with that for a girl like Ellie and just embrace that. That's what we're doing because you're used to action being a way you convey narrative mm -hmm. in a game, but a TV audience, you have to kind of work them up to the idea that Ellie's going to be able to do what we know as people who play the game, she's going to do. You can't just throw her into that situation. Have that be the first time. I think yeah. is also part of it. It's not even just building to the Last of Us Part Two stuff. I think they're thinking about just the stuff that's ahead in the season. Uh, and it is also the Last of Us is is it's not an old game by any means, but it is an older game. You know, it is it is ten years old, and like writing has just gone just a tiny bit a tiny bit sharper and a little more nuanced, mm -hmm. right? So like you know, Ellie can can be a little more nuanced while still being that young girl. Uh, while also becoming the character that she becomes and all this, all this good stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The scavenging scene's great. And then, um, how does very, it very important that she was able to get um, the pearl female products? Uh, oh, the, and and yes. give the little like uh, pick clean my ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's. I, I'm pretty sure it's almost uh, probably because you've played you've played it more recently. Like there's she plays Mortal Kombat, but it's not Mortal Kombat in the video game. It's like some no, some they, knockoff. It's the same lines, isn't it? Where it's like they it, eat your bones and all this stuff it, it? It, it is a similar mm -hmm. enthusiasm there's okay. a completely made-up character that she's talking about called angel knives and then yeah, it's yeah. just you know the description of the video game just is so like enticing she can say mortal Kombat here because this is a warner brothers show exactly yeah we got oh that's some oh my god i just yeah. realized <laughs> yeah i love that. don't have to pay anybody for the rights they can just say yeah mortal Kombat. yeah um <laughs> And like, like you know, the performances are still great. Like I, uh, the way that she performs that scene, like, and then she spits out their bones. Like she's like such like an enthusiastic kid in the apocalypse. Like she's she's talking about something that somebody told her about a video game they used to play, and that that makes her excited. I'm like, man, the apocalypse is crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Third hand accounts make you excited about things. I love it. <laughs> oh. We still uh, haven't gotten the comics yet, though. I'm waiting for those to drop. I'm sure that's going to be like a one. It's it, like she's not going to pick up a bunch like a collectible. She'll find one and go, oh, cool, comic. <laughs> Easter eggs in the show. We'll spot the comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear the scrapping sound. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a small amount of not really, but money on the, um, that it'll be when uh, we meet um, Huey and. Um, Henry oh, and Sam. Henry and Sam. Henry and Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that that um, they'll have comics with them, that's a good and idea. that'll be like a sharing moment. That's a good. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Thinking about. Yeah. The, that we'll we'll say that stuff for when we talk about. Yeah. 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 All that stuff because that gets me excited. But um, I don't remember how the how the bill transition happens. So oh. what's really good? Yes. I was now I, say, now I the know. other thing was the them so walking up this. on the the riverbed where all these people were killed. Um, and having that transition take us back by seeing specifically like the piece of clothing and clearly a baby skull. Off and the then dead the baby. baby. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> it's uh, sad cinema. And they made, and they, I think they, they handled that section really well too, where like Ellie, Ellie has the moment of like, these people weren't, weren't infected. And he's like, yeah, probably not. 
Um, but more, but more dead people means less infect. No, people like, who can't get infected. Dead yeah. people can't get infected. Yeah, and she's just like, oh my god, that's insane. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I think that's truly like the first time, like, as we were just saying, like Ellie has this different perception of death from what Joel understands. Yeah, but um, I think she also doesn't truly understand. And I, I think we know this because we know where we're going. She doesn't understand human cruelty. Yeah, she understands death and tragedy and loss and scary death that can happen because of the infected and the relationship that has developed because of the infected amongst people and how they live in fear of the infected and have to fight the infected and what that can mean and and people losing their lives to it but she doesn't really really understand human cruelty yeah not yet not yet yeah yeah because yes she has been kind of I mean, despite it being the apocalypse, it's sheltered, like like living in like in the government's the government's uh, uh, right. She knows she knows that we we know she knows that the government's kind of bullshit, but she doesn't really know what that means. Yeah, um, and, I forget how much how much like fun little world building. Yeah, we get like the plane scene uh, uh, where she's like, "You got to fly in the air, man. You're complaining," and he's like, "You know, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't think about it back then." Right. Yeah. <laughs> get sitting in the middle seat and complaining like, for a twelve dollars sandwich. You got to be in the air. I was like, "Yeah, well, so did they." Right. Yeah. And then they. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. I'm sure. Isn't that. Isn't that from the game too? I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Later. Yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah. There's some. There are some. Some. Uh. Mixings and matchings. There wasn't. Uh. That we talked about. If a famous scene would be in this episode, the upside down scene. It's not in this episode. I. It will. It will be. I. I I'm sure it's. It's here. too good to not yeah. be in the show. They're I, switching things around. So I'm sure. I think they gave it to Frank. They, oh, though it's not whole? an upside down, yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I I rebuked it. No, I'm I'm pretty sure. It. I'm pretty sure we're still going to get an upside down. We have to. It's so good. Okay. All right. It's so it's so spooky. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, but um. So yeah, we're we're introduced to Bill, who is a who is a uh, survivalist, as I call him. You know, one of the the, the bunker people. You know, uh, loads up with cans and gas and all that stuff just in case of the apocalypse. And in the Last of Us world, it does happen. So he turned out to be right about something. Um, and his 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 like uh, a montage, his happy montage of like just like uh, fortifying his own little town, turning the gas on, stealing some wine. All this stuff was really fun. Um, again, like the most unexpected thing about this episode was how like unapocalyptic it felt for the yeah. most part. I mean, besides like, the Joel and Ellie if, stuff, but like the Bill, the Bill episode, uh, it 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 felt very much like this guy just like got a, he lives in the woods with his new boyfriend. and He get attacked by raiders for some reason. Like you know what I mean? Like it didn't the apocalypse like was almost like not even like not even there for half of it, which felt which was which was, not, which was nice because we've been so like it's like the context, but it's not present. Yeah, of course. Like obviously, I'm, it's still the apocalypse. Like there's still like monsters around them, and it, like, it was them, not the focus whatsoever. And it affects and defines like their relationship and who they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that there is very much like an implication. I think that the amount where they are keeping something from the game is like you know we've we've kind of talked around it before now we can really talk about it that in the game frank left bill and said he hated his guts and was sick of him and i think that there's still an implication in this one not that frank hated his guts but that there's like these two probably wouldn't have made it for very long and as long in the normal world where they could go date someone else mm -hmm. this might have been a relationship that only lasted a few years sure, mm -hmm. uh, sure. it might but not have been forever lasting love you hold on for to with what you hold on to what you got yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. right especially and, in the apocalypse and like. i think i think they keep enough of like where they're not compatible present 
to to make you feel like yeah there's a good chance in a in the regular world like this would be a, a nice relationship but a relationship that ends yeah um i definitely on frank's <clears throat> side because this was bill's first yes anything <clears throat> anything intimate ever right yeah so bill <laughs> bill probably would have been smitten completely and but frank might have moved on yeah um but when there's only like 17 people left in the world like you can't you know you, you can't biggest can't be choosers right and especially when you are given paradise yeah. in the apocalypse yeah you do like, see him this. you do see him like like oogle in the place and then like like he 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 uh uh fingers some dust and then he looks around and he's like i could fix this place up yeah uh it's, okay. it's it, it comes down to what he says later it's paying attention to the little things it's, it's how true. we show love that's what he was doing there was just recognizing you know this place needs love mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, can yeah. feel that yeah um i think they did a, a really good job with yeah i i, I guess i want to get this point across first because um i think that they said it very well in the companion podcast of this which is that at a certain point the more important thing they thought they needed to convey was a middle-aged romance more than a gay romance mm-hmm. and that became more important and i think exactly. that that's why the episode works really well and i also think that's why there's been an amount of an amount of queer specifically backlash to the episode saying that it's very very queer baby and um in the sense of it is they feel it is playing entirely to uh, uh awards bait and trying to um play up just like the the typified romance rather than having the the starker contrast like it has to be um the perfect gay relationship and and perfectly happy amidst all this kind of stuff and i'm like i don't think i don't think it was perfect at all that's right and and like there's there's more well articulated points that i don't agree with that are out there but i've seen them and um i I think i think i know you saw the main one that i saw too um which is an article that went around uh of someone who really bounced off this entirely and is queer, um, and why I watched I I watched uh, during lunch today at work I watched the Alana Pierce as a YouTuber uh, uh, and she had a discussion where uh, she really liked the episode she had a guest who really liked the episode and then they had somebody who also who really didn't like the episode and their their reasoning was they didn't have a problem like they didn't think it was a barrier gaze trope because I I definitely don't think it is um, that that is. If anything, this is a ha- this is a considerably happy ending for for how you know some of these relationships usually end in these types of shows. Um, but their thing was like it just felt there was no depth to any of it, and that's just I don't agree. When you only have an hour to tell a story like this, he was like he was like I just wanted I wanted more time for this relationship to grow, and I'm like that's I, I that's not fair to in one episode a television show. I don't think well, and and so in a similar vein, a lot of what the, the article I was reading like was talking about kind of that as well might have been the same person for all i know (laughs) of like not having the same the same depth um in the in the moments for them and not showing um the layers of a queer relationship quite as well as the the as as the nuance of the game could by that was their words by comparison which i don't totally agree with but um but that was that was kind of the point Mm -hmm. but what i think is getting hung up on there is i would agree i don't think it gets into very layered depths of representing specifically a queer relationship i think it keeps it pretty pretty light and surface level in terms of it's it's not digging into the queerness of their relationship that's not the point of the scenes is that they're Mm -hmm. queer Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so it's not really really going for that it's not necessarily showing us anything we haven't 
been given plenty of in terms of a queer relationship. Uh, and it is going through like some highlights, I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I think that's not the point. The point is that it is showing a middle-aged romance and hitting very important points for that because a lot of what is happening amongst them is getting older yeah. and what it means to be at their point in lives and and being with who they are, especially for Bill. And like, it doesn't, it, I think that it does a better job of being a communicative romance that a lot of people are responding to because it reads as a middle-aged romance that everyone can kind of re- connect to and relate to it just also happens to feature two gay men. The older, the older you get, the harder it is, especially in the apocalypse. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, yeah. I, I think it is a it is a middle aged romance. But like, man, that that piano scene, uh, uh, that is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And 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 Frank is is obviously testing Bill when he's like, so who is who is the girl that got away? Mm-hmm. And and Bill is so defeated, like like there's no girl like i've never been with anyone and like and frank knows this he just he needed the permission to be like i'm about to make a move bro and i think that is extremely queer i think that is very much like 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 he he knows the boundaries but like he he they're both feeling it the second he puts a gun on him in that hole you feel it like it the the the, the chemistry is there you know what I mean? Like, like Bill, Bill knows it, and he does not want to feed this man, but he can't help himself. He just can't help himself. Right. Uh, you talk, and and uh, there's a part where um, Frank smiles and puts his hands down, and it's clearly the moment where he realized that Bill was was eyeing him. Yeah. As a handsome man. Yeah. Uh, and to make and, an Arby's joke. Come on. Yeah. It's it's really good. Um, I. I uh, I think what's good about it is that uh, I think this is good good in terms of queer representation in the fact that like it in this case it doesn't matter that they're queer and I do think that we occasionally need to have representation like that where like this story would be just as effective of a love story if that were a man with a woman yeah you can see all the similar beats happening uh, it just doesn't matter that it's two men it's just as compelling it's just as emotional it's just as deep um and it's i think why i, was I think like it's emphasizing a last of us <clears throat> yeah it's, i i think it's a good uh step of representation in that sense of like more normalizing that these relationships exist and they're the same as the ones you usually would see in other media and they have the same relationship problems like 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 resource management. <laughs> I man, talk about like I I I love a good time jump. Like when it's done when it's done well, and you know we go from from 2003 all the way to 2023, and we see Bill we see Bill for 20 years. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that's a long time in in such a short amount of time. Considering you know like it you know it's like an hour we get with Bill. Um, and how like many I highs, feel like it, how many lows? Yeah, and like I feel like it, it it's a complete story. Like, we don't need to know anything more than Bill from the past. Like, that dude turned into a survivalist. Like, th- he had a unfortunate life, I'm sure, to turn into that kind of person. Um, and just to see him have a happy ending, all things considered, uh, d- double double romantic suicide, Jul- Romeo Juliet style. Uh, it was, like, it was really, really nice. Yeah. And, like, I've never, I, I don't know if I've ever been happier to see two people die. And that's a really weird thing to say. Sure. You know what I mean? But, like, the second that Frank knew he wanted to go... 
And then Bill was like, yeah, like that sucks. And then he's like, I'm going with you, bud. I'm with you till the end. He did. He's, he's the winter soldier to a Steve, Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Um, Another argument of people who bounced off the episode that's been out there is that uh, the whole point is undercut by the fact that they have no uh, real bearing on the overall narrative of The Last of Us, that the characters are removed from the Joel and Ellie story. I think that's Uh, extremely, extremely like disingenuous to 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 the whole point of what the show's about <laughs> yes i agree um i i agree and that's why i wanted to bring it up because i i think that that for me that point holds no water um i a like the difference between bill actually being alive when joel got there and saying the things he would have said in the note and the note being there is uh, infinitesimal compared to the emotional impact of what actually happens between the two of them. This bottle episode is an eight is it is in one a one hour version of what Joel and Ellie are going through. That it, it is a it is a it is a summary of the show we're about to watch. In in a way. Uh not not the ending. Not the ending with both of them dying like together in a suicide pact mm-hmm. or whatever. But like the trajectory of someone who didn't care about the world learning to love somebody. Right. Uh, and like, unfortunately, a lot of people are like missing that. And I'm like, I, that it's, that's the whole, that's the note. The note is there for, for, for you guys, just in case you missed it. Not, not only that, not only that, but they also decided to retroactively make tests more. Oh, with she showed up again, 20 years younger. I'm like, Ooh, girl. They, they decided to, to retroactively make tests uh, a more direct, like in this world, that was your romantic chance. So was that, because I was trying to track how many years, because we didn't know how long Tess and Joel were together in the game. This, so this would have been for, year 10 of the outbreak. They were together for 10 years then? So the first yeah. the first jump is to 2007. Yeah. And then after that, it's, 2013. Three, years, and it's three years in the future, 2010. That's when Joel and Tess are. So they're together for 13 years then. Or no. Yeah. Yes. That's a long time. That's that is a considerable now like that for Joel to still be that way with that for for old for Tess to be that strong to be in a relationship with Joel like that where it's not like a, a fully committed relationship where he's like standoffish for 13 years. <clears throat> God bless you, girl. You deserve better. <laughs> I think the other thing about it is that and I think it's a accurate read on both Joel and Tess is that they're kind of like the dark side of the coin of Bill and Frank in the sense that like. Bill and Frank found a way with their love with each other and honestly the means and resources they had to live in a town where they could most of the time forget about the apocalypse out there outside of being the only two people around. Um, we see like literally like we see two infected and like one's with Joel and Ellie and then one gets immediately and, killed. And obviously like there's an implication of like that was not the only time the Raiders came. Uh, it was just the worst night of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it was not the only time that they dealt with infected. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but that they found a way to live in this world. And Joel and Tess were only surviving. Yeah. They were not living with each other. They were right. not have building a life. They weren't building a home together. They weren't uh, fostering love with each other. They accepted at the bare minimum, just surviving next to each other. They were living day to day. And then that turned into 13 years <laughs> because, because and, reality oh. is so, no, go ahead. Bye. Please. I was like, and in contrast to the uh, implied relationship in the game, where while they might have been in a relationship, they were more or less 
uh, Bill and Frank were more or less surviving in resentment. But in this, we get to see them live in content. Well, well, at least like Frank was right in the game. Like it's implied that Bill really loved Frank, but Frank was Frank was surviving in content. Um, Frank, Frank, once he got bit, he would rather go and just kill himself and confess how much he hated Frank uh, Bill instead of like have a, an ending with him. He was like, I'd rather leave like a coward because I hate this man so much. And that is, that's why I was like really worried, not worried. I was just like, man, here's another going to be a really sad episode of the last of us. Every episode's going to be another sad episode. I'm like, they did something different. And like it, it worked and it was still the, it was still the game. I I was definitely, I was definitely nervous around the, like right around after the Joel and Tess uh, flashback scene that we were still going to go the route eventually of the game, which meant that like, Frank had just kind of found a cushy place to be, and then at a certain point gets fed up, and I'm like, "Man, this is going to be such a the flashback. This is going to be a shithole if this is how this goes." The flashback where they where he, he storms out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh no, it's happening. <laughs> the happiness is ending." At, at least like the beginning of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It made me think like he he saw a good opportunity for a way to have delicious meals and hot showers for the rest of the apocalypse if he could just put up with with like being with this guy. Exactly. Um, and I think my deep fear. I was like, there's no way because I would have heard about it by now. But by the time I was watching the episode, but my deep fear was that, um, that they were going to say like, Frank wasn't really even that gay or like not really invested in the, in Bill Oh, he was just all. doing it. Oh, he was just fuck. doing it. Oh, and, that would, and that, and that, that would, I was like, oh, that would be a nightmare. Um, that would be so and, rude. And I'm glad that, that, I'm glad that that's not the route at all. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a fear of mine that oh this is gonna go this is gonna go the way of the game and Frank's just here to use Bill oh no oh no, um, there were a lot of those those kinds of things I was thinking about. Um, I was gonna say like because we started tangenting away, but I wanted to get back to the point real quick of uh uh, uh for Joel and Tess um, as a comparison to Bill and Frank, um, the fact that Bill and Frank are able to invest in each other because they 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 in this they lower their guards. You know, they decide to trust each other, mm-hmm. specifically Bill. It's a huge deal for Bill. Yeah. Um, and he chooses love. And this is a, you know, we've talked about like how the creators are looking at all this as a love story, love meaning a lot of different things. And here we get like the perfect romantic love kind of thing. And both Joel and Tess were people who were afraid to do that. And I think that's, a, that is also part of the point is that Joel kind of regrets not saying more to Tess, yes. not investing more when he had the chance. Absolutely. And is looking at Ellie not only as a second chance of to protect her, but as a second chance of maybe I need to say how I really feel when it comes up. Yeah. Obviously he's not there yet. Yeah. He's not there with Ellie yet, but he, we know he will be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh they're yeah. they're uh, oh, go ahead. sorry, sorry. Um uh yeah, no, just the yeah, no. Look in in terms of adaptation, both interaction with in both encounters with Frank or Frank's neighborhood uh will influence do influence Joel's you know course because in the in the game you know it's more like a ref, or Joel, Bill Bill was a reflection of what Joel could have been mm-hmm and even in the show is still the reflection of what Joel could have been with Tess, mm-hmm. but now has still influenced him to accept the love where he can find it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, we're kind of bouncing all around, which, which is totally fine. But like, since we're talking still about like Joel and Tess, like the, uh, at the end when after he reads a note and and Ellie stops for she says Tess, he grabs a note and he goes outside mm-hmm. and he like he like he almost starts crying, but he stops himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh Joel, just let it out, just let it out, dude. It's so repressed. Oh my god, you're gonna cry. You're gonna have one big cry soon, and it's gonna feel so good. It's gonna that well, you know what? You know when you like hold it in for a long time, and you let it out, and it's just like waterworks. Oh, it's gonna feel so good. I'm so excited for my man to let it out. Um, I think all all five of the main cast members we see in this episode are doing a great job. Anator for her brief uh, reappearance as Tess, but um, the other four oh. we'll get into Offerman and Bartlett, uh, but. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey for their appearances, I think, are doing a great job. Yeah, uh, I loved uh, Joel just basically confirming, like, yeah, it was either like flour, sugar, you know, started on a Friday. Yes. Oh, ended on a Monday. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I was listening to, I'm sure you heard this too, but we didn't mention it here. But uh, what a great note I hadn't thought about. Um, if you watch episode one again, you'll notice that there are three opportunities for Sarah or Joel or both to eat something that would have had flour. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they don't. Uh, and I'm like, man, that's so smart. In that episode one, you see that granny is like getting fed biscuits and it's like half hanging out of her mouth. I'm like, she's already a zombie. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I think, I think there's so many like beautiful little, little moments and scenes, but like, like, I think of like the strawberry scene where like where Frank trades one of Bill's guns, the tiny gun. Don't worry for some strawberries. Can you imagine? And then not Bill, eating strawberries for, for twenty so long. years. Yeah, uh, and Bill has a strawberry. And he giggles like a little girl with Nick Offerman's great laugh. He's kind of crying a little bit too. It's so that's my that's my favorite performance moment. It's so like I was like crying tears of joy in this episode multiple times, which is like. It's so wonderful because, again, I was expecting them to be sad tears, but, like, there was a lot of happy tears. Uh, there were some sad tears uh, 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 when some when a song started playing, uh, which I'm going to find the name for. Um, but then, yeah, like, uh, uh, they start to kiss and get, like, intimate, and they're like, I'm not on the strawberries. And I'm like, this is just so cute. Oh. Is it not called it. Long, Long Time? Sorry, the no, the, the uh, like, the operatic song. It's Max Richter's On the Nature of Daylight. It's during the montage when they get married. Uh, and it's like the saddest oh, song on the yeah. planet. It's in the movie Arrival. <clears throat> Anytime I hear that song, it's instant crying for me. Uh, and they're just like, man, oh, they're getting married and they're having they're he's doing the wine thing and he pours it like a gentleman. He made him like, the same dinner he made him the first time. The same dinner and he turns sitting closer to him. Love it. Be- just beautiful stuff. Uh and then like, yeah, he's uh he he's Frank asks Bill, hey, crush up all my pills and put it in my wine, and I'm gonna go to sleep in your arms, right? And then so so Bill does that and he and then he drinks some wine himself. And Frank's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, were there pills in that? But were there pills in there? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, enough, enough to, to kill, kill a horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should be furious, but like it's kind of it's kind of hot. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cute. Uh, just, oh, I, I, I've never, again, like I've never, I've never been so happy to see two people like, like end on their terms mm-hmm. in this, in this kind of world. Yeah. Like it is, it was, it was so beautiful. And then by cherry on top of it, you do the window shot at the end of the episode. Like it's like, it's in the game. Get, get <laughs> out of here. They even played the music for the yeah. If there's another touching moment in the game, I'm not going to spoil it. We're eventually going to get in the show when it's in the trailer. Yeah, but it's that uh, music. They've they've worked in an allusion to the window 
in each episode so far. Mm. <clears throat> this one was the most overt. Yes. Um, but there's one with uh, that's brief with Sarah at the beginning when she's in the house um, mm. before she goes down to the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an allusion to the window there. And there's another one in episode two, but I forget where. Um, Is it in I the be- apartment? I believe it's in the apartment. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so you just kind of get like, there's the window's always kind of present, which I think is pretty cool. They actually talk about on the companion podcast that they initially thought they would start each episode with, with a window. window. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> start on your remote. Play but on the remote, they, yeah. <laughs> they ultimately decided not to do that. But the but the shot that they ended with here was actually part of building that thing. Yeah. Um, that they, that's why they talked about it is because the, the shot that we have here was initially supposed to be part of that design. Um, I love it. I, love I it. really love it too. I think it's very good. Um, I think why the middle-aged romance story works so well here and why I think it's so important and valuable is because what we do get of them, you can say like, it's very like um, easy romance beats. Uh, It's not necessarily anything groundbreaking in terms of a romantic story, Um, but it's uh, in like a, uh, uh, just the general on what paper, what happens. Um, But what I think works so well about it and what you don't get a lot of is this idea of love being work. Yeah. And uh, I think that's conveyed really well through their relationship with each other, Um, especially Frank's emphasis on um, whether it's the first three year jump. And when he's saying like, I let me love our home the way I want. Yeah. Or when it gets to our street or when it gets the last day and he says, do you love me? Then love me the way I want you to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a flip flip flop, and I think both both of those communicate to the idea of that that takes a lot of work, and there's a, that that when you're in a relationship for that long, yeah, um, you make you make sacrifices and choices and concessions for your partner. It's true, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that's conveyed really well in the piece of the story because of the things that you know sometimes you have to lower your guard and do something here. Um, yeah, that's part all that kind of stuff, which was so important for Bill because Bill, again, a very guarded person. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, and it, Bill, Bill is like not your traditional looking, looking like your traditional gay protagonist. <clears throat> he's a big, hairy, like, he's a like friggin' conservative, conservative dude. <laughs> like he's, he's, you know what I mean? Like he's like, he's like a, he's a big, he's a big, he's a big hairy man. Uh, and like that's not who you usually see in these types of roles, like being your lead and being queer. So like being Nick Offerman, uh, uh, like doing this role is like real a really awesome choice. Uh, and that's just Bill, who Bill is a character. But again, to to extrapolate a thousandfold from what the game the game did, which was which was a lot of subtext to be honest. Uh, 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 it's 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 profound. And again, it's Neil Juckman, the guy who made the game, was like, I probably should have done that from the beginning. I wish I could have done that from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like I I love it. It's it's. It feels it feels again just natural to the game, like it's a good adaptation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we've kind of broadly gone over all the all the pieces very well. Um, I really like uh, getting into smaller details. I really like um, all the details of how they uh, constructed Bill's town, how he's had it functioning, how he's running it. We get to see all the, all the very intricate pieces of, uh, how he gets his meat, how he got his vegetables, all this stuff, uh, worked up to self-sufficient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that worked really well as a, as an introduction to the character. 
and then and then the getting into Bill and Frank's relationship. Obviously, we we alluded to it earlier. The piano scene, really, really good, really emotional. Um, the, that that first kiss, I think, is really well performed. Yeah, um, from both of them. And like you can tell, like Bill's like resisting at first. He's unsure if this is like oh yeah, he, Offerman's this is doing, and Off- then he goes in for it. Yeah, Offerman's doing a lot of full body acting, especially in the first half of his mm. story here, where he's <laughs> oh, very, like when he's going up the stairs and he's just all. You can tell like, he's like he's very tense at all times, and like no matter what, like he like, so he tucked into a, himself. He needs a a massage more than anyone on the planet, and he gets progressively more relaxed. Yeah, with Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. By the um, end, he's like he's like calm, cool, collected. Oh yeah, he's also like like seventy. It looks like. I really like his interaction with Joel. Um, their their whole thing over the table. Get that oh. gun out of my face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, raiders will eventually come. Um, putting that on the the table and like you know, uh, this is a super useful relationship. Like I want you to keep going because you can be helpful to us. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, again, it is Joel. Like, like Tess is looking for a friend. Joel's like. Like, what exchange can I do with this person? Yeah. <laughs> Tess is like, ooh, I get to have dinner with a friend. <laughs> if if they needed it, that could have been the favor right there. I'm going to give you fences that'll last forever. Yeah. And then you could probably cash in whatever favor after that. High tensile yeah. aluminum. But, they, but the implication is that they have, they have a consistent relationship where they, they mm-hmm. kind of turn to each other when they need something. Um or I guess Joel and Tess get to have a little vacation from everything else. Yeah, for real. While, um, if they get invited, and man, I got. I, if I were, if I were, how Tess, do you like, stay in Boston after just? Dude, that that's what I'm thinking. Like, can we stay in the boutique? Because uh, please, because I think what works about it is that Bill wouldn't wouldn't allow it. Not at all. And like, I think I think the reality is that. I can believe that you give it another like four years. If if him and Frank had been around another four years, they probably would have offered it to Je- to Joel and Tess and said, "Just come live here." Yeah. yeah. Um. As as age started to take them. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I love the the explanation because I'd been wondering it the whole episode until we got to it about why the '80s Danger playlist played in the first episode if they were already gone. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought that was really good that he, of course. He had a system built in in case he hadn't shut it off. Um, also, people have pointed out how smart it was that it's 80s music because 80s music was a really bad time. The 80s period was a very bad time for the gays because of Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was really smart and clever. Uh, that it means danger. Um, the makeup job, especially on the last part of their story, is incredible. Oh, yeah. And also, like, I don't oh, know... God what they did to Anna Torv to make her look at like a goddess. But like, she looked like, tw- like she looked like 10 years younger. And I'm like, I don't know if it's the aging or they just aged her up in the show. They, they made her they more definitely aged her up a bit. Cause they're aging up Pedro. She too. also started the show with like a huge black eye. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, like, True. Oh man, like it's the makeup is so good in the show. It is they're aging people up and, and, and down. Like it's, that might be the best old man makeup I've seen so far. It's like, he it's, looks, it's he, hard to get right. <laughs> Kind of like a George Lucas look. Going uh, on. Offerman's looks really good, but but Bartlett's in particular is like a, the liver spotting on him, especially like compared to how he looks in the beginning. Let alone yeah. how he looks in real life. I'm like <laughs> he looks. So they did some. Old. Uh, they did some. Yeah, his his legs particularly look like oh, those are some. Yeah, those are some CGI feeble legs. Those are uh, some Steve Rogers legs. They never say. They never say directly, but I think the it's impl- MS, right? 
it's 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 ms or it's parkinson's it's not clear yeah um uh it, yeah something definitely something much. definitely in the brain too because he was on cognitive cognitive decline when he was yeah, yeah. the picture yeah, yeah yeah um yeah uh and and it's it's so beautiful again because like he knows he knows there's nothing we can do about this but bill is now in like in survival mode he's like what if a doctor comes by and it's like oh is a doctor gonna come by bill where all <laughs> the, the the mri the doctor door, door mri yeah, salesman yeah. yeah and i'm like oh bill you're uh, you, you he's this man's changed you i love it um yeah it's it's really good uh i i like uh, again going back to the illusion of like i think it's there that you can definitely read in a in a normal world frank and bill might not have lasted forever um when frank's doing the uh i've had bad days i've also had good days most of my good days have been with you mm-hmm. um and i think that is in some ways an acknowledgement of like and some of my bad days have been with you and some of them probably would have been the the straw that broke the camel's back but not in this world yeah um, and and i think that's fine because it it still it doesn't make the love any less true yeah or important yeah um uh it it i think it makes it more special for the context of what the show's doing um absolutely we yeah. get, we get the uh we get the blue truck yeah, the second the second I saw that truck, I'm like, nah, I know, oh, I know, like, who's getting that truck? The night of the raid, um, did you guys think for any moment that Bill was going to die, and that we were going to be left with Frank, and that was going to be a complete 180? I I didn't, I didn't, I I I, I would have loved to have been subverted, but I just I just knew, I, I I didn't even know like any extra information. I just knew. It wasn't good. I just knew it couldn't have happened. Yeah, as that would have been very interesting to like swap it that way. I would have loved it, but I just for, like for a solid man. for a solid thirty seconds there, I was like, "When it blacks out!" Oh my god, we're no a little before that, like yeah, like right. when yeah. we're leading up, to pretty much the, at the point when he said, "I want you to call Joel," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, this might actually be it." Yeah, like this might actually be real. Yeah, uh, and the and the the line their happened. eyes vaguely open, and then like I'll tell you what, yeah, it is fun that the next shot we see is someone in a wheelchair but it's not bill because <laughs> that's another subversion of like oh he survived and bill's now a wheelchair. oh wait that's not bill. yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh no okay yeah. that is my one my one criticism with this episode and with this show so far why the fuck was bill standing so far out of cover <laughs> sure survival is bill middle no. of the street <laughs> That is a good point. I, I agree. He was just out in the open getting shot by like four people. <laughs> I, I also was like, y'all, he's like right out in the middle of the street and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it, that's For someone a, who's holding that a survival. A, that yeah. is a long range weapon with a scope. You can move uh, five he feet does, back. He does not need to be out in the middle of the street doing this. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Pi. I also had that thought when I was watching it. Where I'm like, what the frick is Bill in the middle of the street? Yeah. Other than that, forgivable <laughs> yeah so it's a, it's a valid valid point yeah uh i love i love the the system that burns people <laughs> and shock and electrocutes <laughs> <laughs> on, on so extra contact you want to explain how it works works <laughs> <laughs> do i want to explain how it works no. what is this mechanism for the I, viewing audience <laughs> it's so cool uh just the saws creating sparks. Sparks. <laughs> I forgot about the saws. Yeah, yeah. they create sparks, so uh, you could shoot some gas and create a flame. And there you go. Yeah. Honestly, it. like, <laughs> really it. cool. Uh, I love the implication that the entire town 
like the whole perimeter of the town must have those. There's just like a hundred flamethrowers going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had, they would have wherever to, they right? set off. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> That's um, great. Oh, yeah. When you have the time and the resources, when you've hit up every Home Depot from I don't know whatever states he went and across, but in, and called in enough favors from Joel and Tess. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, at the end, there's the wall of guns, and Ellie yes. still can't get a gun, but she finds one. Right. Yeah. That was that was that was a cool way to go about that. Yeah. Can yeah, uh, we get to like super spoiler stuff? Yeah. Are we still doing like super spoiler stuff? Uh, no game spoiler stuff. So we'll do that. We'll do that in a bit. Yeah. Once once we're okay. once we're done with done with this stuff, which I think we're almost done. We're any, almost there. Any, we're almost any, done. We any, like any, ooh, any talk about like uh, Ellie and Joel. Yeah, we got the back them. end of of their bookend, which is yeah. uh, you know we we touched on it with the note and everything. Um, I think that uh, it, I Bella Ramsey's doing an incredible job of like first time in a truck. Oh, it's a acting. spaceship. Uh, I thought all that was really good. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Different from the game. Because it's implied that Ellie in the game had been in a car before. Ellie, like, I don't remember least, that, but I believe like, you. Like a Jeep, yeah. Because like, yeah. she knew how to pop a clutch. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, cars aren't foreign to her. She just hasn't been in one. And I'm like, that's fine. I, I like it. I like mm-hmm. the... The innocence of it, uh, especially in, in contrast to Joel. I can imagine if you're a child orphan, then like you're probably not going in many cars in the apocalypse. Yeah, I think I think this is genuinely the first moment Joel's endeared to her in the show. Yeah, uh, is her being impressed by a truck? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's the first oh, time it's like a goes, shade forward. I think it's the yeah. first time that he goes like this kid's kind of cool. Wait, uh, like I think it's the first time <laughs> that really crosses his his mind fully yeah, that yeah. he he's actually liking something about Ellie. Yeah, he's realizing that even if he doesn't want to be a parent, this girl needs one. Yeah, like she she again she she's still just a kid, and now that now she has a now she's a kid with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the first time in an emotional that? way that he's felt the same kind of like dad feelings he would have felt for Sarah mm-hmm. uh is is sitting in that truck with her yeah yeah at the end of this episode which i think is really cool um we got the very strict rules moment given out to her if you're going to go with me do what mm-hmm. i say never say never bring up Tess ever again yeah yeah in fact our histories forget them we're not we're not discussing them no history no history see yourselves yeah Sorry, we're gonna have to watch a flashback about Ellie's friends. And then yeah. what you say goes. You with it, Joel. Any, any, uh, any final, any final thoughts about uh, this beautiful episode before we jump into some game stuff? Grab Bye. the essentials and <laughs> hit the road. <laughs> Those have been there for an hour. Um, I think, I think our focus characters, Bill and Frank, I think they're performed incredibly. Oh yeah. Um, I think a, a decent chunk of what also makes the episode so effective. And the, the major thing that I really bounce back on anyone who didn't appreciate it or connect with it is that I'm like, they're giving 110%. I don't know how you can say like, they're not have a problem with the writing, have a problem with the structure, all you want. Uh, the performances are not the problem. Yeah. Um, not at all. I think they're so good. Uh, Super invested in them for the amount of time they're there. Very heartbreaking, but also heartwarming because in this world they win. Yeah. Like they have not only do they have a happy ending, they have a happy life 
in some in Bill's case that he has a happier life than he had before. Yeah. Uh this is like, like the Evangelion rebuild world where he won. <laughs> yeah, this is this is everything he he didn't know he wanted. Yeah, he didn't yeah. He didn't even have to deal with other people to, to really not really to have it. He had Joel and Tess and that was it. Yeah. And then again like his final words are like, you know, like I I'm satisfied. Like you were my mission and like you're my, my purpose. You're my purpose. Uh, and I'm like, oh, oh god, so good. Yeah. Uh just yeah, beautiful beautiful stuff. Joel and Ella get into a car and they're going, which I think, which I think is, sorry, just no, going, yeah, going no, off the, yeah, the of your, your, my purpose thing is I, I think it's really effective in the context of this episode because it's very hard to picture this version of bill that they give us without Frank. Yeah. Uh, like, like past that episode once, once he knows, like it was kind of the logical thing to me. Like I didn't even really think it through cause I was living in the moment with the show, but when he took the, the wine as well i wasn't surprised yeah i was like that that would that would be the logical next step i think when bill is in this position and his partner has presented this like why would he want to live in this without frank at this point yeah what is there and and i do think again it goes back to the idea of like pretty much prior to frank showing up bill was only surviving and then he lived a life Absolutely. and he lived a life with frank and now that life is over and so bill wants to move on and i think that makes perfect sense and again like in a, in a strangely romantic way like they're both they're mm. both leaving together you know and, and they live their like they live their lives completely there's nothing else besides this uh it's not a like, tragic story at the end of the play yeah uh uh but like it, it, it it's strangely thank you, thank you for bringing that up pi it's actually um they pointed out that it's a direct reference to a line from a play that I can't remember the name of right now that was written in the sixties by a gay man. Um, that's specifically an allusion to burying your gaze. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think I, I think I can pull it up real quick. Okay. Right? You can do it. Uh, I, was, I was going to, um, and I think that that was really smart too. There's another line. That's also kind of an allusion to like, uh, the happiness that they have. That is like, this is being queer representational of like, uh older means we're still here and that doesn't happen a lot for those relationships um in in the context of media yeah uh it's not often given to us that we get older queer relationships on display um and i think that that's a valuable point too absolutely yeah um it's called the boys in the band uh that's where the line is a reference to um mm. for that section uh yeah I, I think that's i think that's really really smart and really well well put in um yeah if yeah it really like they didn't half-ass this, this episode like they really they really tried to do something special and beautiful with this um when they they didn't have to they had a perfectly there is a alternate world where we just got the adaptation from the game and it is a excellent episode of the last of us right yeah, it's a lot another it's a lot yeah, yeah, another intense like exploration. Traditional, traditional thing, but like we live in this world where like you can experiment when you don't think you need to. Um, mm. And it's just lucky, lucky to have it. Lovely to have it. Uh, Joel and Ellie driving off. Don't quite get to where we thought they were going to get to. Uh, but <clears> the episode <throat> ends with them in a car. They got to go find Tommy. That's what they're doing. Uh, <coughs> brother Tommy, he's a firefly, ex-firefly. We got to go find him. He's somewhere in Wyoming. Uh, she doesn't know how to read a map. But we'll we'll find out how because now because now we're on in the context of Joel is like, all right, we're going back to my mission, and my mission might help you, yeah, 
but I really don't have a plan for you right now. Yeah, you'll you just can come. You'll hang around. Yeah. Hopefully, he's, I can get rid of you. Yeah, he's still in that mindset of maybe it's not too late to just. Yeah, he's 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 went from anti to now like I'm in tolerate mode. Like I will tolerate you as I get you to where wherever you because, need to go. Because up until the moment that he walks through the store, he thought this might be it. That yeah, he could drop off ellie and there's definitely a version where like a younger bill and frank definitely would have taken in ellie sure oh yeah and like with a lot of frank like nudging bill in that direction but then like there's an ellie there's in this version an ellie that could have been raised by bill and frank that's like a fun au story oh my god could you have imagined though if 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 bill didn't take his life and he's just been alone there and this is the no, they would never write this, but like just an alternate universe where Bill in this universe raises Ellie. That'd be wild. <laughs> like she, she's safe and stuff. And then it turns then it's Halloween, Halloween, the, the new Halloween franchise where Lori trains her daughter to be a killer. <laughs> it's like Bill trains Ellie to be a survivalist. Ultimate survivalist. Joel gets to kind of fuck off and survive alone yeah. again. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the episode ends with them in a car, you know, uh, 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 the back of their heads as they drive off to go, hopefully to Hawaii, Wyoming. Uh, Why? And then it's and then it's uh, then it's a uh, 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 what do they call it? Like the the next on like pre- next on Dragon Ball Z uh, preview. preview preview. Thank you preview of the next episode. Uh, Again to a car crash. Help me! Oh no, they're doing they're doing the Thor help me move. They guys. don't need help. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now uh, I think we can jump into. To some game spoilers, I suppose. So yeah, that was the episode. So if you if you haven't played the game, we're gonna talk about some stuff that's about to happen. So goodbye. Thank you for watching. Video game time. Uh, I definitely thought we were gonna go on for at least three more minutes, and we were gonna get the car crash. <laughs> I yeah, think it was a much more beautiful ending. No, I agree. Oh, no, I know you. I, was, do. I know you do. I was expe- I was totally. expecting. Uh, but to start the episode with that, uh, make makes more sense. I think. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely feels like a chapter opener. In retrospect, yeah. and I imagine, um, man, I'm excited because this is our first actual shootout uh, of the show, right? Right? We haven't had another shootout. Yes, right? no, we have not. We okay, we, yeah, we've had our first real because yeah, we didn't have the Federal Roberts stuff or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, um, Raiders. We're gonna introduce the Raiders. Are we gonna? Do you think it's gonna be the exact opening where like where like a dude comes into the car and kick and Ellie's kick in? Do you think you're gonna do that, or are they gonna do something different? Because I. I think that opening is incredibly effective, and I think uh, when you can adapt the things that are great, you sh- you should. Uh, so I hope it's something like that. But again, if it's not, you know, just a normal car crash and they have to hide or whatever is fine too. Yeah, I think uh, she'll get they'll out. try and hide and then. Find I just want to see a dude get his face. I think, I think again. I think again. This is going to be a thing that shows cruelty. Lends into yes, uh, Ellie's exposure to human cruelty. Um, is the way that this person will just grab her, yeah, uh, and kind of shake her out of her idea of understanding, and and then also again another opportunity for her to see how violent Joel truly can be. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was watching. I wasn't watching the show. I was watching a clip of Pedro Pascal on Jimmy Fallon. He's that Jimmy Fallon um because there's a lot of jimmies you know i don't remember them all. uh and it was showing Jimmy. a clip from from next week's episode but it was during like the rating scene uh and like and ellie is very freaked out like this is like i probably maybe her first like real firefight uh and joel's just trying to talk to her just like pay attention to me do as i say here's how you survive you're not gonna get shot i promise you and I'm like, i think it's oh, gonna man. be her first kill 
uh, human kill. Oh, is oh so this doesn't happen in the game at the same time? Is that right? That happens later when she shoots I, the dude. I am hoping for something with this show because you know, game's great, but that one specific moment where Ellie does like have like her first kill moment did not land as hard as I feel like they wanted it to. Yeah, and I'm hoping they can do that with this show. It's, they show it's been a long time, so I, I can't I can't recall honestly how I feel about it. But like, it's, I it's have pretty to imagine- quick. Yeah, or yeah, it's pretty no, yeah, quick I have and glossed. It'll 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 be in in the show because that is that is a that is a seminal moment for that character of like I I've now done the thing and I'm going to continue to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, does she continue to do the thing? <laughs> yeah, that's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just as much as um, the first time we see Joel kill someone on screen. Which was in the first episode when he no, it's not that. It's when he bashes the neighbor. Oh, that's right, with a wrench. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and how like jarring that moment is. I think it'll be that like maxed up. Yeah, it's like they just knew them hours <clears throat> ago. Yeah, man, I'm. I always think of like because again, you have to remove so much gameplay. So I'm trying to think like what the structure of the next episode is. And I'm like, when you remove so much of that Raider sequence from the crash, it's like 30 minutes of just like you running and doing stuff. And I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember exactly what happens here. Also, they're introducing a new character who is going to be the leader of these Raiders. We see her very briefly. It's a girl oh. holding a gun in the trailer. Um, so there's probably going to be like, like a faction we're going to deal with that we didn't deal with in the game, which is really cool. And whether it's a single episode faction or a overall faction, which will lead into other factions from the first game or second game, is to be determined. Um, but that is cool that like the rating sequence that we're about to see might be an extended thing with like more character stuff too. Yeah, not like yeah, no, I, I think. Um, sorry, I'm now trying to make predictions to the episode. Sorry, Sparks, continue. <laughs> uh i i don't really know where i have my predictions now i i agree with ryan i do think that the uh joel it caught upside down in a trap is still going to happen at some point in the show i don't know if it'll be this next episode it could be but i'm not gonna uh, bank on that i'm trying to think where where it could happen because like obviously there's tons of other like human gunfights but like where it would it be in a section where like there's booby traps for you to get his brother Oh shit! That's actually a really good idea because you have to go to like a the the, the dam or wherever he he's living or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, that's or or that's they're good. trying to escape the raiders. He gets caught in that trap. He shoots a bunch of the the people who are coming at him, mm-hmm. um, but he runs out of bullets. And then Ellie shoots the last one that's coming at him. Oh, like a human. Mm-hmm. 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 Ooh. I I yeah I that that scene is too too good to not be to not be in the show. So. And it'll definitely show up. Um, I don't really remember like how what story stuff happens after the crash. I think we're we're approaching Sam and Henry. After That's right. The Raider encounter. I, I think I think they'll be introduced, but I think they will be the next episode. Yeah, that, the the episode after this one. Episode five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree. That I would sense. agree. Um, honestly, yeah. Um, Is this not? Um, they are introducing Sam and Henry in this episode. It's no, not confirmed. He's, he's guessing. I'm guessing they'll be like they'll show up in the last, the Two last, minutes. the last couple, yeah, whatever section. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say just the way that they've structured this episode. I think Pi's Pi's kind of right of the way he's looking at it. Chapters. I think they're probably actually introduced at the top of the episode after. 
Yeah. I think they're going to try and keep this but like bottle that basically sort of succinct in its own way rather than giving you the like, here they are, and then learn more you, about them next time. Ooh, because we're getting introduced to like, like bandits with like, like character, character personalities, you know, actors playing these bandits. I wonder if this will be like an entire hour of them trying to survive this encounter. <laughs> like they get trapped and then they have to escape and they have to they fix the car and it takes them forever or whatever. And I'm like, a whole, a whole, a whole, almost, almost a whole action scene, right. but like you know, spread out throughout an hour. Because um, like, who's that? Who's that lady? Who's why is she? I do think up? I do think it, the whole episode will be about them being under duress in this encounter. Yeah, at least and some, getting away. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whether or not that's that's not going to be action the entire time, but it is, I think, going to be about being them. Hunted. Like, how do we get out of this area? I I bet. I bet this will be not like obviously a huge action like a Game of Thrones episode, but I think we will get definitely like the action scene we see at the beginning, and I think we will get like a stealth scene with Joel being stealthy, mm-hmm. and, and like and like snapping necks and catching checks. Do you think this is the first time we'll see some stealth? I think so because the, the stealth section <laughs> failed uh, in in the clicker zone, but he'll do some succeeds, some d twenties in uh, uh against these raiders. Yeah, a good yeah one choke out. That's all we need. One iconic choke out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I think also just by the nature of what they want to do with this episode, I suspect we we see very little, if none, of the infected. Sure, I think we only see people for this. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. To, to show that like to show that th- this is how shitty people are now. Yeah, some people. It's not just the fun guy. Some other people are are not fun guys. Or even an eventual scene where they pit the uh, infected against the survivors. That's that's Les of Us too, and that's incredible. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, for I mean, we, we we well in in the first game we don't we don't set them against them, but they do. We do get to see a scene of the uh, the bandits fighting the. Oh, uh, okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't think I have any other game game thoughts because like this is a pretty you know actiony area. So, um, do you have any final thoughts, Pi, on this episode before we before we wrap her up? Uh, nope, just looking forward to the action and some tense escape scenes. Jesus, Joel. I think, I think once again, the show shows that it knows how to adapt itself to the medium and maintain the core, what mattered of the game, Mm -hmm. but interpret it in a new way that connects with an audience that is not going to be familiar with video games in general and make that more translatable to that audience that seems very effective to me in terms of what they did with Bill and Frank here. Yeah. That they made them this developed relationship. I think not only like Neil Druckmann says it in the companion podcast that the decision when you're going to go away from the game is what do we gain? How much, how much better is it to the cost of losing what was in the original? And the the gain was high compared to cost, especially like, again, the television show not being a medium where you can have the constant action of video game gameplay, especially in a game like the last of us. Cause I, I initially said that you can't tell this kind of story that's in this episode of video game, which is not true. You absolutely can tell the story in a video game. Yeah. Just not usually a video game like the last of us. Yeah. We're not going to pause for an hour and a half to just have a nice little romance <laughs> in an action <laughs> game. <laughs> no, well, they would have probably one. inferred it through like, you know, pictures, notes and all that stuff. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little room setups. It's like, oh, that's made for two people. You can allude to and get an idea of this in a video game like The Last of Us, uh, but that's about it. You're not going to get it quite developed like this. Yeah. So this was very special. Absolutely, yeah. Um, This episode was written by Craig Mazin. I don't know if he's writing all the episodes, uh, but he's written all of them so far. 
uh, and it was directed by Peter Hoare. Uh, uh, Neil Druckmann is directing a few. I know he's the Craig is directing a few. Craig Mazin. Um, yeah, so far we're three for three, baby. Great, great, three great. Three. I am done making predictions, or at least not making predictions. I'm going to put any kind of like stock in. <laughs> not after this episode. Yeah, 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 right. Like it's like because we know, like we thought we knew what the end was going to be for these characters, but like again, now this makes me think. Like, I wonder will they will they make drastic changes to some other characters like Sam and Henry or characters like David. Uh, further on into winter like i'm i'm really curious like i do think what's what they will what's they they decide to change it not i do think in the same vein here as the these characters were more developed there has forever since the game came out been some criticism about how representational and how developed sam and henry were yeah and it would shock me if they didn't add to them in some way considering what they did here yeah so i'm sure sam and henry have a beefier more enhanced presence I, than they did in the game. Yeah, uh, I I mainly mean, and I don't I don't want to spoil this, even even if you're even if you play the game, but like you know their outcome, and I'm curious if they will also have a different outcome. But I don't think so because I think they they need their outcome to happen. I think for that for I think like, it, I think that I part needs to be sad. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it can yeah. all be rainbows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think. Flesh them out to make it even more sad. <laughs> What's really nice about this episode is that it's it's now prepped the three of us, I think, for we can we can know pretty well a general idea of where we're going but we are not going to know the A to B to C. Yeah, the journey what's going to the happen. journey can be drastically It's going different. to be it's going to be different but it's still going to be the last of us. Absolutely. So that that's that's that is what a good adaptation is. Keeping the core what it is, the changing changing stuff up. I'm also I'm really glad they didn't feel committed to because I'm sure there's a version where they 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 work this around where um, just to keep the idea of a cold opener that's set before that this would have started with Bill in yeah. 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then gone to Joel and Ellie and then gone to uh, when Frank shows up. Yeah, instead of it being bookends. Instead of it being, instead of Joel and Ellie being bookends, I'm sure that was at least discussed because of the idea of keeping those cold opens consistent, and I think it was such a des- good decision not to do that. I'm no, glad yeah. that they were not married to, those were good ideas for those first two episodes. I'm glad that they've already set the tone, like, do not expect every episode to start with a scene that takes place in the past or with this kind of thing. That is not going to be like a formula of the show. Yeah, yeah. Because it would be, yeah, because we'd be, Instead of instead of just going chronologically in order of this man's life, we'd be jumping back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like that. It wouldn't flow nearly as well, and no. it wouldn't tell a, a, a such a, a tight story. And you lose the good transition of the 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 dead bodies with the clothes to oh, the past. That's so 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 sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that that was a really smart choice to abandon the idea uh, at this episode of every episode opens a certain way. Um, I didn't want to see that anymore. Uh, I totally. didn't want to feel like I had a formula in it was beholden for yeah. what an episode would be. Absolutely, yeah. The same, the same arrow in its first five seasons. Oh, we failed this city. <sighs> totally, well, it wouldn't. It would not have made sense, especially after uh, Tess's passing. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Excuse me, I did a little burpee. Well, that that, my friends, that's a fake news watch. Thank you so much for for joining us for another episode of The Last of Us. Thank you, Pi. Thank you, Sparks. Mm-hmm. My friends for for joining us for the for the for the for the lip squad. Pi's doing something weird over here at the lip squad. Um, we're you know uh, this is fake nerds watch, but you got the fake nerd podcast, the Mothership Show. We go live every Sunday. Last week we talked about a South Korean movie called Jung E. I thought it was pretty cool. You like cool cyberpunk, alien, Metal Gear Solid stuff? 
It's not alien. Why did I say alien? Do you like cyberpunk Metal Gear stuff? You should check it out. This week, we're talking about Scream. Scream. Talk about Scream 1 and 2. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the Scream movies over the next month, building up to Scream 6. Six Cream. Can't wait for it, baby. Uh, One last thing. What's up, Pi? Voice uh, actor, mocap for original game Tess. Oh, thank you. Oh, sorry. Thank you, we, talked, we talked about it on our podcast, uh, the regular show that Ryan was just alluding to on Fake Nerd Podcast. So yeah, I yeah, totally, yeah. totally space that we should have talked about it here. Thank you so much for reminding. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, I know Ryan's pulling up yes. her, her name right now. Anne Wershing. Um, say it again. I believe it's Anne Wershing. Annie Wershing. Yeah. Annie Wershing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, good note, Pi. Thank you. Um, who was the original? voice actor performer for Tess. Uh yeah, what a what a rough what a rough moment for her to go. Uh like the week that like, the week that Tess in the show passed yeah. uh, at the same at the same point in time. That it's was tragic. that was wild. Yeah. Um, and so young. She was only 45. Yeah. Uh and then was that I thought not that this Monday? Did... Huh? I, I thought it was this Monday that she passed. It had to have been last because we talked about it in our podcast. No, it uh, was it wasn't oh, this no, Monday. you're right. You're it right. It wasn't this Monday because they put a thing for her at the beginning of this episode, which I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you start the episode, they had a little uh, in memory of for her uh, at the top of the episode, which I also thought was super touching and nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really rough. Um, we've seen her, Pi, we've seen her in other things. She was also in Supernatural. She was in everything Eric Kripke did. Um, oh. Uh she's she has a huge it was, um, career um last just... last sunday yeah it was actually so it happened last sunday like at like uh because the article's from the 20 20 no no yeah that it was this past sunday this Sunday. yeah you're the yeah yeah they put the in memory the, of quick yeah, it was, it was the day we were recording okay yeah, yeah my, my time's all garbled but yeah they put the the in memory of for her at the top of this episode which i thought was really thoughtful yeah um yeah, uh, huge bummer, huge bummer because she, a she went way too young, um, 47, 45, 45, yeah, to cancer. Um, awful, uh, an incredible career. She was just recently, Brandon told us this because neither of us have watched Picard, but she was just recently the board queen on Picard, yeah. Um, full makeup, look great, yeah. Uh, she'll she'll be missed entirely from the yeah medium. and she'll be memorializing that game for all of time like mm -hmm. incredible performance mm -hmm. yeah um yeah thank you Pi. i i totally spaced yeah because we yeah we did talk about it on on the regular podcast so like appreciate you for bringing it up uh yeah so we talked about that on on our regular podcast uh like i mentioned we're talking about scream coming up on on this sunday we got more reviews out we got like a puss and boots review we got uh what else we got going up uh puss and boots was out um on animation station Choo -choo. we have a pause menu quarterly coming out really soon um, pause menu probably pretty much the same time as this episode comes out love it and we uh have a audio feed for this show now which these episodes are now on look at that um if you don't want to look at our faces i don't get it but i understand you can listen to us on, on the audio form at work or on the drive. Along with uh, Brandon and Ben, who are our other podcast hosts, uh, they did a review for Fake Nerds Watch of the first season of Willow. Willow! Uh, so that's there if you want to go check that out. And yeah, yeah. on the audio feed, we put up all the season of Andor um, is also on that audio feed right So now. check that out on the video form and or audio form. <laughs> uh, and I think that's all the major things we have 
out or coming up right now mm-hmm. in the near ish future. If you're an MCU fan, uh, we're about to do a discussion with Mike Matola ranking the entire oh. phase four of the MCU. Is so that next week, that's next week. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I just, if you, if you, if you have not watched any of our Mike Matola episodes, that dude is a treasure. Uh, we are locked into pop culture, the MCU and stuff. And that is a man who is not. And so it is, <laughs> it is so fun to talk to someone who is just like, like, he he just like doesn't care about the stuff, and it's so fun to get someone's no not in a negative way. He's just like like he's not like a super fan. He's just like yeah, I see he'll the, just I see the movies and they're movies like yeah, whatever. He'll he'll just he'll just be like, but Mike, this thing was really cool because of this thing in the comic and this kind of thing. And he's like, that's cool. Like on screen, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's br- he's brutally honest, and I I truly love talking to him because like it, it just like it gets me a gauge of like how what, where are regular people at with with this kind of stuff. Uh, and he's just a great guy to talk to. So yeah, that is coming soon. I can't wait. Can't wait to check that out. Uh, Pi, if you want to be found on the internet, where would they maybe find you? TikTok at Sugar Daddy Loot Drops or Midnight Sush on Instagram. Midnight Sush. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Sparks, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me just realizing that we had the wrong logo in the top corner for this episode <laughs> at Sparks Winnie on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-R-K-Z Winnie. That's a future you problem you'll fix, right? Nope, that's that's yeah! just going to be a problem. Listen, I I would not have noticed anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm Ryan. You can find me at DJ Tony Snark 616 all over the internet. The, the reason was because, uh... I was about to say, like, Mike Batola, who designed the logo you can see in the top corner, which is our Fake Nerd Podcast logo. And then I was like, wait, that's the wrong logo, because I designed the Fake Nerd Swatch logo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the one that should be there. There you go. And so I fixed it. Love it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by for Fake Nerd Watch. Uh, uh, we'll catch you uh, potentially next week. You know, we're, I love doing this weekly, but, you know, sometimes schedules get in the way. We'll see how it goes. But uh, until next time, until next time, stay Fake Nerds.